From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tie Cats Today here on the Tie Cats Audio Network for this Wednesday, June the 28th, 2023. Joining me on the show today is the king of the chucks, TSN's Matthew Shinetti. Matthew, first question, how many pairs of chucks do you own and do Tie Cats fans dislike them that much? Uh, I don't think they dislike them that much, Braden. Thanks for having me on. Um, <laughs> I think they, I think what they, they love to do is they love to use it as, as I have found over 10 years with anything in Hamilton. They use it as a platform for other uh, uh, chirps, other uh, ways of getting at you. It's not just exclusive to me. Anyone who sits behind uh, the visiting bench uh, can tell you they, they have ammunition for, for anybody who walks by. Mine just happens to be my, my converse. Um, they have been downscaled over the last uh, three years where once it was 75 pairs. Now it's uh, just a nice, simple 25, um, if you can call 25 pairs. Simple. Simple. Um, but no, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, uh, I'm very lucky that, uh, that people, whether, whether it's a, whether it's a little chirp or not, um, to have taken to my, my shoes over the last 10 years. <laughs> well, honestly, I think you rock them pretty well. So I want to dive into the team a bit here. Owen three to start the season, not to start anyone's probably expected in Hamilton. What have your early impressions of the team been so far? Um, that this might be one of I won't say challenging because uh, Orlando has Orlando Steinauer has seen everything in this league um, and has been a successful coach in the NCAA. But I imagine uh, he will have, he will spend this bye week knowing him, knowing how intentional he is with his messaging, knowing how much the process of coaching matters to him. Um, he will be around those coaches: Mark Washington, Jeff Reinbold, Tommy Condell, uh, maybe even. Um, uh, Scott Milanovic and his advisory role with the team and trying to come up with a plan along with maybe some of the leaders on this team to coach players up better. There's a lot of talent on this team certainly has been a, t- a ton of turnover, um, but they are not where they want to be to say nothing of the injury uh, to Bo Levi Mitchell. So this will take, this will certainly take time. But the one thing that um, sometimes I think whether it's media, whether it's fans that we get caught up in is it's three weeks in instant reactions, hot takes, all of that. Um, let's not forget that uh, had it not been for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, it would be the Hamilton Tire Cats who would be, you know, considered the standard franchise, you know, multiple great cup wings over the last two, three, four years. So um, Orlando Stanauer is a process, um, but you uh, coming out of the bye is going to be key for them to start building wins. Yeah, you mentioned that injury to uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. Matthew Schultz comes in. What have you seen from him and his relief for Bo? I think a as as advertised by Orlando Steinauer, Matthew Schultz knows the offense. He knows Tommy Condell well. He knows the expectations. Certainly, I would imagine when graded out afterwards, some of the shortened intermediate throws. You know, he looked great, looked going deep to, to Tim White. But um, you know, those shortened intermediate throws are how you keep drives going and how you allow your defense to rest, taking time uh, to to progress the ball down the field. So. Matthew Schultz has um, an understanding of the offense and athleticism. Um, Orlando Steinar loves his tough, toughness and tenacity. Um, but again, it's, it's the finer details. Um, it's not just Matthew Schultz. It's the receivers and how they're developing. It's not just them. It's the offensive line and protection dealing with the injuries that it's dealt with. Um, it's the, it's the defense and making sure that it, it, um, 
especially on those second downs and second and longs that it's found itself in, that it's, it's forcing punts. It's, it's everything. I mean, that's the thing that when I've been around Orlando Steinauer for the last 10, 11 years, it's for him, you can't just nail down one thing in football. It's so true. It's never just one person's problem. It's never just one thing. And um, what I, what I admire about Orlando in this situation is he says, he, he would have expected to create such an atmosphere in the locker room where players hold themselves accountable, um, where it's not just you know, the leaders, the Simone Lawrence's and Ted, the, the Ted Laurent's. Um, it'll be a new guy like Jameer Thurman. Uh, it'll be uh, it, 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 it'll be Matthew Schiltz coming in, even if he's expected the backup. The waiting room has long yeah. been an impression under Orlando Steinauer that you're not waiting to take somebody. You're waiting to go ahead and be a leader, to be to contribute right away. So all of those things, again, almost nine hours intentional is messaging in his coaching, in his process. Um, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. This is the CFL. We typically say that not the season, but things don't really ratchet up until Labor Day. It is still, as I look at my calendar, it's still only June. We still have a lot of time. Yeah. You get into July, knowing how well the Argos at least have played early on, knowing how well Montreal has played early on and knowing the pace in the West that is being set by the BC Lions and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and the way that Saskatchewan played in Calgary last week, the standard is, you know, for some teams, the standard is right there. And I know the Ticats don't want to waste time getting up there. Yeah, no, great breakdown. And, and absolutely, that BC team, I've watched most of their games, and, and they're an exciting team to watch. Same with the Argos. So there's tons of talent around the league. I feel like the Ticats... They get things together. They can be right there with them. Bo Levi Mitchell, obviously, you don't go out to get a quarterback for him to be sitting on the bench or to be injured, and that wasn't what anyone ever wanted. How important is it to get him back here healthy? Uh, you know, it's it's important, but there is this element to be said that, you know, this time, because I, I, no one I think can understand what's going through Bo's mind now. Um, this is one of the great quarterbacks of the last generation. You're, you're talking about, uh, you know, he was among the classes, Zach Kalos, Michael Riley, Trevor Harris, um, and, you know, towards the end of the career of, of Ricky Ray. So this is a guy who who always felt like he had to raise his standard, be the guy week in and week out, two-time MOP, two-time Great Cup champion, host of All-Star Awards. I mean, Bo was the guy, and he was brought here to be the guy. Um, so with that being said and the reputation he brings, this is still an offense that he's learning at, at 33 years old. I watched Ricky Ray do it with the Argos back in 2011 when he came from Edmonton after, after setting all those passing records and winning great cups and basically being a carbon copy of Bo Levi Mitchell in terms of success coming over to, uh, to the Toronto Argonauts and watching him, you know, even though, yeah, they won the great cup, people forget that that was a 99 team. When Ricky Ray was injured and Jarius Jackson had to come in and Trevor Harris played a little bit at the end against the Ticats and, and so did Zach Kalaros. So seasons are never straight lines. It's never, you know, the, the 15 and three season, um, you know, that, that historic season that Hamilton had uh, a, a few years ago now, um, and of course didn't ultimately culminate in a great cup, but even that wasn't a straight line. Like success is how you adjust. Success is, is your process to get to the end point. And um, uh, knowing Bo professionally as I have and, and the working relationship I have with him, he is a student of the game and I imagine he'll be taking this time to rehab given the injuries that he's experienced over the last few years, but particularly to, to, to understand the nuances of this playbook because Tommy Condell runs a creative offense and exotic offense likes to try different things, incorporate, you know, his quarterbacks, um, you know, certainly over the last couple of years, has had multiple quarterbacks that he's used. So there's a lot that goes in just 
you know, beyond Bo wants to get healthy. He will take the time to, to, to learn, to process, to go through and, and break down what's happened over the last, um, you know, his first two games to come back. And, and when he's healthy and he feels good to contribute right away. Yeah, no, and I know Ticats fans and myself included are are excited for that time for him to come back, but definitely important he doesn't rush it because it's a, it's a long CFL season. Moving to the other side of the ball now, Mark Washington's group, what have you noticed about this defense so far? Um, you know, the penalties were a problem uh, those, those those first and you know first few weeks, and um, I think the, the 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 as we spoke about in the CF, CFL and TSN panel this past weekend. Chris Edwards shoving Austin Mack uh, at the end of the game is one of those things that regardless of all the little things you do right, regardless of the little progress you make, you know, irrespective of down and distance, when the moment like that happens, coaches, players, they all kind of sit back and say, okay, like let's take a temperature check in the room because you never want that to happen, especially from a guy like Chris Edwards, who was brought in to be a leader alongside Mm -hmm. Simone Lawrence and, and Jameer Thurman and Casey Sales. Um, there are so many good footballers on this team. Sure, you can look at the secondary and 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 maybe see just a little bit of CFL inexperience, but Mark Washington has, along with Orlando Steinauer, who are two premier defensive coaches in this league, um, I'm not worried about Ticats defense. I have watched it up close for over 10 years, <laughs> and I have seen um, it, it go from – uh, certainly patchy to, 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 um, to powerful, to, to, uh, to stalwart, to, to, to angry, to, to physical. I mean, I've seen every aspect of this Ticats defense, and this is what it means to be a Hamilton Tiger Cat. So sh- certainly they will have to clean, the, clean up those details, um, and I'm sure they will look at that Chris Edwards situation again as, as a teachable moment. But ultimately, this team will only succeed uh, if its defense is playing with that traditional Ticat philosophy, rugged, hardworking, iron, iron sharpens iron. Bring your heart. Like we, we've heard all of those things from Orlando Steinar, but it, it's true. Um, as, 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 as good as I have seen them in certain plays, there are certainly the penalty issues uh, and inconsistency that I know Mark Washington will want to clean up. Yeah, no, and penalties, it's been discussed throughout the room. It's been discussed in those post-game press conferences have been an issue that the team's been addressing and trying to clean up. This week, we're on the bye week. Do you think this is good timing for the Ticats just to reset a bit here? Yeah, I mean, early on in the season, it's always good. It's it's, But the, the other side of it can also be true where you want to keep going, you want to keep playing football because you you, you want to correct the things you can correct. But uh, this is a long season. It's only June and this season doesn't end until the, the second week of November. So we have, you have this time now um, to kind of look back and process. And although it sounds cliche, like this is film study. This is getting back into your playbook. This is watching film. This is guys holding, you know, even though certainly we can look at the situation with Chris Edwards. I, I talked to him after the Argos game and I talked to Jameer Thurman after the Argos game and certainly asked Orlando Steiner about those penalties. And the same, even though it was said in different ways, the same theme kept popping up, which is we trust the guys in the room to hold themselves accountable. Because if you're coming to Hamilton, you're coming to a culture where they're expecting you to have a sense of purpose enough, not to need someone hanging over your head going, you know, we're going to find you if, you, if if you commit this penalty, or this is the punishment if you commit that penalty. Like guys are expected 
to coach themselves within the locker room, given the tools by the, by the coaching staff. And I remember something Micah Johnson said last year, which is he felt in that locker room that you didn't want to let the coaches down, that they were given that the coaches gave the players so much responsibility uh, and so many tools that you didn't want to let them down at the end. Um, and that is true. I've heard it from so many guys who come through that room over the last 10 years, you know, looking at this group now, I've heard from Dylan Wynn. I've heard certainly from Simone Lawrence time and again. So we'll see, uh, you know, I, I, I always stand back. You know, you try to be objective as, uh, mm -hmm. as you can in this business. And, and I kind of, I have a sit back and see approach because I'm watching Chad Kelly play well and the Argos running game play well. And I'm watching, um, Siante Evans and, and Montreal's defense play really well yeah. and seeing the emergence of Austin Mack and, and Cody Fajardo trying to find himself again as a, as a starting quarterback in a, in a new situation. So as I not to repeat myself, the standard is, is starting to be set in terms of what the expectations will be in the East. You know, Hamilton certainly has time now to, to over the bright week to process things and to, and to work to get better. But you got to go ahead. You know, only wins matter in, in this league. And a certain at a certain point, you have to stop learning on the job, and you have to start start winning. It, we keep saying it's so early on in the season. I think the the bye week comes at an excellent time, and I think Coach O he mentioned that it's a perfect time for this bye week to come. Ticats next matchup, July eighth against the Red Blacks. Maybe just on what you can give me on what you've seen from this Red Blacks team in the first two weeks and their I first two games. I will see a lot more of them. I will sorry to interrupt. I will see a lot more of them this week when I go to when I go to Ottawa. Um, they they are a team searching not searching for answers, but just looking for that that little bit of positivity, especially at home. Um, you know, they go into this week. Everyone has certainly watched the, uh, the issues in, in Edmonton, the quarterback situation that they have had to deal with, with Kyle Oxley uh, being let go and they're bringing in another quarterback and what's going on with Taylor Cornelius and the money they spent on Gino uh, Lewis. Um, but I, when, when I look at this matchup between the Elks and the Red Blacks, uh, you, it doesn't ultimately come down to one team has to win because, you know, there's certainly going to be a tie. We almost saw that in the Saskatchewan-Calgary game. Mm. But this comes down to what team at this point is going to have those guys who step up and, and, and make plays. I know it sounds cliche, but you look at both teams and what they've uh, endured early on, uh, and they're almost carbon copies of each other in two different divisions. They just haven't had the breaks, and they haven't had guys stepping up and making plays consistently. Um, and when that happens, after a while, uh, and it's a little different in Hamilton because of the success Orlando Steinhauer has had and, and, and the consistent success that they've had over the last four or five years, in Edmonton, it hasn't been the same. In Ottawa, it hasn't been the same. And you always start with the, the coach, and then right after that, you look at the quarterback. So a lot of questions right now on Bob Dice, a lot of questions on their quarterback situation. When is Jeremiah Masoli going to get healthy? Um, he certainly has been limited in practice. Uh, you know, maybe we'll find out a little bit more um, this week where, when they expect him to be back. Uh, they, it, I, I just find it, you know, I guess disappointing from, from a neutral perspective because it was great when the Red Blacks and the Ticats and the Argos were all super competitive. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago, really, that, that Ottawa was mm -hmm. setting the pace in the division. They are far away away from that now. Uh, and I'm not sh sure yet if they know where the answers are going to come from. Yeah, it would be interesting to see a potential Masoli uh, return to Hamilton, but I know we're still weeks a week or so away from that, so we'll see about that. Matthew, final question here. Do you think this Ticats team can still turn things around here? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, I look at the East and I go through every team. Chad Kelly has started well, but he's, this is, he will only this Monday only be getting his third start um, against the BC Lions team. That's very good. Uh, so we will see how he plays against the Ryan Phillips defense with John Bowman coaching the defensive line and the sacks that they had and the, and the impression they left on, on Winnipeg. I look at Montreal and certainly Jason Moss has done a great job. They have amazing receivers beyond Austin Mack. on Julian Grant has, has started the season very well. And Siante Evans, as I mentioned already has three interceptions. Um, and Amondo Sewell seems to be turning back the clock in, in, in how, that uh, that Alouette's defensive line is playing. And certainly Ottawa right now seems to be pulling up the rear with some of the issues that they have and not being able to find consistency. So it, there, there are opportunities here because this you rarely, if ever in this league, get a team that goes wire to wire. The Ticats did that, but that rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did that a few years ago. Um, they're, they're always – you know, even though Hamilton is affected by a quarterback injury now, that tends to kind of even as the season goes on, you, you need to have a backup. You need to have depth at that position. And a lot of teams don't. So what happens if Cody Fajardo gets injured or Chad Kelly gets injured? Um, how does that change the the, the, the the scope of things? But when I look at Hamilton, of all the teams, maybe the Argos aside because of the defending Grey Cup champions, they have consistent coaching. These guys have been together for a long time. Um, there will be no panic in the room. It is not time to hit the panic button. It's not time to say, oh, the season is over. It's not time. It, it looks bad because this is not how anyone wanted the season to start in, in Hamilton and certainly in a year when, when the city is hosting the Grey Cup again. But there will be no hot takes here. I firmly expect the Ticats will, will fight their way back into the conversation um, because there, there just is that standard that um, – that whole philosophy that Orlando Steinhauer has taken years to build. And it's not just going to fall apart because Bo Levi Mitchell is injured or the defense has, has been getting penalties or they haven't been winning football games. Like it's, it, it takes a lot more than that to, 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 to kind of to, to break down the, the solid foundation that Hamilton has built. Well, Matthew, I appreciate the breakdown. It was great to, great to have you on the show today. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at Tim Hortons field and hopefully in a fresh new pair of trucks. Yeah, well, you know what? I will say this. Shout out to Kenzie Lalon. I mean, I, 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 she did a great job. I know she was in. It was wet in the weather, uh, uh, but I look forward to getting back to Tim Hortons Field uh, pretty soon this season.